Microsoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. Conclusion The Basket of Flowers, Episode 21 The next spring, when the country was covered with verdure and flowers, the Count, accompanied by his wife, and daughter and Mary went to his home at Eichborg. Towards evening they approached the village, and when Mary saw in the light of the setting sun the familiar church steeple, the castle, and the cottage where she had spent so many happy years with her father, she was so deeply touched the tears started to her eyes. But in the midst of the sorrowful memories which the scene called up in her mind, there came to her a devout feeling of thankfulness for the wonderful way in which God had led her back. When I left Eichborg, she said, it was in disgrace and without ever expecting to come back again. The ways of providence are mysterious, but God is good. When the carriage stopped at the castle, the servants and officers belonging to the Count's household were waiting to receive them. Mary had a warm welcome from them all. Everyone showed the greatest joy at seeing her again, and their congratulations on her innocence having been proved were manifestly sincere. The old judge who had sent her into banishment was among those who welcomed her most cordially. Taking her hand in the presence of all the servants, he asked her pardon for the mistake he had made. He expressed his gratitude to the Count and Countess for having so nobly repaired the injustice, assured them that he reproached himself for the misfortune, and that he was willing to do everything in his power to discharge his debt. The exciting day came to an end, and Mary was glad to escape to her chamber. Next morning the sun, shining brightly into her room, woke her early. As soon as she was dressed, she ran to visit her father's cottage and to walk once more around the old familiar garden. On her way she met numbers of the villagers, and all of them showed great happiness at seeing her. The old farmer and his wife, who had now been settled some time in the cottage, were delighted to meet her again. They kissed her affectionately and assured her of the happiness of their new life. When you were without a home, said the farmer with tears in his eyes, we received you and your father into our own, and now that we are old and had no place that we could call our own, you give us this charming cottage in which we might spend our declining years. Yes, said his wife, it is always well to be generous and hospitable. We never know how soon we shall receive it again. Well, well, said her husband, I am glad we did not think of that then. We took Mary and her father in without hope of reward. However, the maxim is not the less true. Do good to others, and you will always find someone to do good to you. When Mary entered the cottage, the side of the place where her father used to sit, raised a host of sad but sweet recollections in her mind. She walked round the garden and kissed every tree planted by his hand, seeing in each an old acquaintance. The little apple tree, which had been their favorite, was just now covered with blossom, and before it she stopped to meditate for a little on man's brief life, which fades away before the tree which he has planted. 
In the arbor, where she had passed so many happy hours with her father, she rested a little and gave herself up to reflection. Looking around on the garden, which he had cultivated so diligently by the sweat of his brow, she fancied that she could still see him, and tears streamed from her eyes, when she remembered that he had gone from her forever. But one thought soothed her heart and made her calm, the thought that he had gone to a better world and was now reaping the reward of his beautiful life. As long as Mary lived, she spent some weeks every spring in the castle, cherished and honored by everyone there, and endeared herself to the people of the village, and particularly to the children, among whom she was a great favorite. Her delight was to take them apart and to talk to them of the Savior, and she had the happiness of believing that many of them, under her instructions, gave their hearts to God. A monument had been erected to her father in fulfillment of a promise which Amelia had made to Mary that evening when she found her sitting on her father's grave. It was an elegant monument of white marble, ornamented with an epitaph in gold letters. Besides the name of the deceased, his age and occupation, nothing in the way of epitaph was added but these words of Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Underneath these words a beautiful basket of flowers had been cut from a design drawn by Amelia herself. Underneath the basket was written, All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof as the flowers of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. The erection of this monument gave great satisfaction to the good old minister of Erlenbrunn. The dark bright background of the fir trees threw the monument into relief and gave it a very beautiful appearance. And when the rose tree planted by his grave was in bloom and its branches covered with roses bent over the marble, which was of dazzling whiteness, the sight was a striking one. The humble old man's monument was the most beautiful ornament of the rural churchyard, and the good minister never allowed strangers to leave the church without taking them to see it. When some people observed that it was a good idea to have put a basket of flowers on the tomb of a man who was at the same time a gardener and a basket maker, the old minister would say, but it is something better than a good idea. The basket of flowers tells more than you know, and it is not without reason that our villagers look upon it as the symbol of a touching story. The ground on which we tread has been bathed with a daughter's tears. Then he would pour into the tentative ears of strangers the familiar story of the basket of flowers, concluding his recital with the assurance which this whole story is intended to illustrate, that piety towards God and truth towards men will never fail to triumph over the malice of the worst of foes. Be assured that, under all circumstances, it is best to do as Mary did, walk in the fear of God, love and obey their earthly parents, stand fast by the truth, and under all circumstances trust fully in God. Thank you for listening to another episode of Acre Salt Story Classic.